to Dose of Khadijah, the podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about all things nursing, anesthesia, lifestyle, and fitness. I'm your host, Khadijah Lyons. Let's dive right into today's episode. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Dose of Khadijah. So this is my fourth episode. And my previous episodes have been very geared toward nursing, but I like this podcast to be a platform where I talk to you guys about everything. So nursing, lifestyle, fitness, dating, um, just everything, a place where we can gather together and just chat. I had took to Instagram a couple weeks ago and asked you guys, what are some topics you wanted me to talk about? And I received dating from a lot of you. Um, And I was really kind of nervous to do this episode because if you guys don't know, I am in a committed relationship. Um, But I kind of try to keep that a little bit like sacred, like to myself and my partner. So I wanted to make sure that I did this episode and was transparent with you guys. But I also, you know, wanted to keep my privacy, but I think I can do both. So I decided to sit down and devise a list um, that factors in several different things when it comes to dating and finding the perfect partner or allowing them to find you really and just being prepared for a relationship because it really doesn't matter if you want one if you're not prepared it probably won't be successful and you know who has time to waste right so let's dive right in a lot of times in the episode I will say like women and girls and ladies but I really do feel like these topics and um things that I'm going to talk about can be relevant for both women and men you know feel free to share it with your partner or your male friends or you know I want it to be something that we can all take from um so let's dive right in I actually have a glass of wine so I know many of you say you listen to this in the morning your way to work but I think this would be a good episode to kind of chill listen to at home um and you know enjoy a glass of wine with me you know drink responsibly please be over 21 (laughs) so let's get started So the first thing that's really important about dating is that you have to be secure with who you are before you decide to enter a relationship. You need to be confident in who you are. You need to know what your morals are, the things that you expect from a partner and the things that, you know, you're willing to give. I know a lot of people, including myself in previous relationships, where you enter into a relationship without one, really knowing what you want from it, and two, without being secure in who you are. And that can look like a lot of different things, right? Like, I know a lot of people that follow me are young and may still be in school and may not feel like, oh, professionally, I'm where I need to be or, you know, but we're all a work in progress, right? So it's more so about... You know, having the confidence to know what you want, to say what you want, and you can't expect for the other person in the relationship to complete you, so to speak, right? You need to be whole by yourself so that you can become, you know, a partnership with your partner um, where it shouldn't really be your a relationship should be a give and take, right? You pour into someone and you get something back. They pour into you and, um, 
they get something. So I think that's really important to me personally, like having balance. I want to be able to, you know, be my own woman and, you know, accomplish things on my own, but I want my partner to challenge me and to also, um, contribute to my growth, whatever that looks like, you know, um, whether that's supporting a business venture I have or supporting, you know, my educational journey, just really being there for, you know, your partner will aid in you being securing yourself, I think. So another factor into dating is knowing what you have to offer. I think, no, I know for a lot of women we kind of expect like, and I don't speak for all women, but a lot of women, like, what can this man do for me? Right. Like, you know, you know, why am I dating him? Like, what can he do for me? But it should be more so of a, like, what can I do for him? Like, what can I offer this person? Right. Like they should be able to get something from this relationship as well. Um, I think that's really, really important. And it's not something that I like became important to me or developed until I would say really when I, you know, started my career and moved to Atlanta. Um, if many of you don't know, I moved to Atlanta in January, 2018 to kickstart my career as a registered nurse. And that was a very pivotal time for me, you know, starting my career, living in a new city, learning all these new things and navigating through dating before I found my partner. Of course, when I got there, you know, I went on dates every now and then and whatever, but, um, it's really important knowing what you have to offer. I feel like when you know what you have to offer, you're not going to put up with any nonsense, right? Because you know what your worth is, what your value is. And if that person's not meeting those minimal expectations, it's easy for you to walk away. So you should know what you have to offer before you commit to relationship. That way, if that person isn't giving you those things or they don't seem like they could provide those things for you, you know, you know, maybe this isn't someone that I should get into a committed relationship with because they're not meeting these basic fundamental things that I require. And, um, I'm not okay with that. Right. Um, also it's important to set realistic expectations for both you and your partner. You can't expect your partner to like, how do I put this? Like be your savior, so to speak, right? Like they are, I would hope your partner can help you when you fall on hard times or you need help. But this goes back to, you know, you being secure with yourself. And I know a few weeks ago I had uh, mentioned something on Instagram and it turned into a huge debate. It was like finances between men and women and if a woman should pay rent and all these other things that like cascaded into all of these things. And I realized like, whoa, these are conversations people need to have before they get into a relationship so that they have realistic expectations for both you and your partner. Um, I know in my personal experience in the relationship that I am currently in, it was really important to me before I decided to, you know, be in a relationship with this person or before we decided uh, very early on, I told my partner like what I was willing to give in a relationship my plans for the future and what I expected, right? That way I gave him a choice very early on before we had, I I don't know, like even 
been hanging out a month. Like I let him know very early on, you know, this is what I want. And if I was to get in a relationship, this is kind of what I would want it to look like. And, you know, if you're not willing or ready to do that, that's okay. But I think we should decide on that and speak about it now so that we know how to move. And I know a lot of women, especially they're we're kind of scared to say, what we want. (laughs) We're fearful that, you know, this person might not like it. And, um, you know, I like them. What if they say no, but it's all in your delivery, right? Like you have to be able to say, Hey, you know, I like you. I like hanging out with you. If we were to get in a relationship, this is kind of what I want. And this is what I would be willing to give because you can't have a list of demands for someone, so to speak, and not then counter that with, this is what I can give you. And I know it sounds transactional, but so what? Like if you have these conversations early on and you, you know, you set the groundwork and the foundation and you give this other person your expectations, you can hold them accountable when they fall short of that. You can say, you know, we spoke about this and I had told you, this is kind of what I wanted. And right now I feel like I'm not getting that. So can we revisit that? Can we talk about that? Is that, has your mind changed on certain things? You know, was I not clear? Do I need to do something? And I feel like women, we, we shouldn't be afraid to do that. And I feel like more so than men, we are um, because we're fearful, like we're going to lose this person. But if that person really loves you and they truly find the relationship important and meaningful, they'll hear you out. And oftentimes they can make adjustments and say, oh, you know, really? And a lot of times I know from personal experience like men are not mind readers. And even though you may have this burning feeling inside that he knows exactly what you want to say and what you're thinking, he might not know. So you might have to tell him and it it just, it has to be all in your delivery, right? No one wants to be, feel like they're being spoke at, you know, you need to make sure you're speaking to them. And that brings me to very important topic for me, feminine energy. So, um, a couple months ago, um, my two best friends had put me on to this topic about feminine energy and how like women, we are, you know, feminine beings. We should exude feminine energy in everything we do, whether that be in our relationships, how we talk to people at the grocery store, how we talk to our partner. And at first I have to say, I was kind of like, what is this nonsense? Like, you know, what is this feminine energy? And I looked into it more and I would say, I'm going to kind of define it in my personal term. I think that for me, feminine energy looks like patience. You can still be extremely assertive and strong, but it's all in your tone. It really dials down to your tone. And I've noticed in personal experience, you're more heard actually when you're a little bit softer, like when you're a little bit quieter in your delivery and more strategic. And what that means is I know for me, I can be extremely argumentative. Like I would like normally to have the last word. I want you to know what I'm feeling right now. If we're having a disagreement, you need to know even in the heat of the moment, why you made me mad. And that just sometimes does not work for everyone. So a feminine energy is recognizing when to like have discernment when to just say, 
you know, this is really bothering me right now, but I can see that my partner may not be receptive to what I'm about to say. So I'm going to, you know, dial back. I'm still going to feel internally what I want to feel, but I'm going to start to organize my thoughts first so that when he or she calms down, I can effectively communicate and they can hear me. And when they do get to that point, they're going to really hear me. I'm going to use words such as you made me feel um, hurt, right? You made me feel angry, right? And how can we avoid that from happening again? And also... You have to take responsibility. I think that's a big part of feminine energy and saying, you know what, what did I do to kind of get us to where we were for that disagreement or argument, you know, and how can I avoid that next time? Because I see that it really upset you and you being upset really upset me and I don't want to go to bed upset tonight, right? So feminine energy is really important and it was kind of, I kind of didn't want to do it because not only did I think this is this doesn't make any sense. I also was like, no, like that's not who I am. If, I, if I'm mad, I'm going to say it right now. But then I realized like, what, what is the, what is the reward in that? Then you're, you're, you're crying. You're upset. <laughs> you know, your partner's mad just for you to be like, well, they heard me though. Right. Like he knows what's up. And it's like, mm, no, I feel like I, in my relationship has been better since then and you guys can look it up you can google feminine energy and different um ways to exude that but it's a definitely a topic i want to talk about more and i feel like it should be its own episode i definitely think that for women we should not that that's our power right i feel like some women especially in this day and age it's like uh uh-uh, uh you know i'm talking i'm strong I'm that you can still be strong and be quiet if that makes any sense and a lot of times when someone is upset (laughs) they're like going off at the handle if you just sit there and you let them process however they're processing without challenging them they will oftentimes come back to you and be like "Mm, I was really upset earlier and you kind of were just not saying anything uh maybe we should talk about it did I overreact and that's not a moment for women to be like, aha, yeah, you, you know, you were dumb. That's a moment to say, you know what? Yeah, you were really upset. And I was very upset too, but there was no reason if you were at 100 for me to be at 100, right? Because what, where would that have got us and what would that have solved? Arguing is just a, it's, it's a healthy part of the relationship. Now, Obviously, it don't. It shouldn't happen every day or every week, but you have to have those disagreements so that you can improve on your communication, and you can see that side of your partner, and you can tell them like, "This is where you need to improve on, and this is where I need to improve on," and let's make a conscious effort to do it together. And it can it can turn into something you guys work on together. Like, it doesn't have to be the the end all be all. Like. It, to me of course like with I don't I'm not interested in aimlessly dating um my end goal would be marriage and I just think like wow I'm supposed to be with this person forever like am I really gonna be mad at this person for two days or 12 hours because they didn't sweep the floor like I wanted them to like we're really gonna go to bed angry 
for something so simple, right? Like, no, like arguments and heated debates like that should be saved for, I feel as though things that have way more importance, not something that can be fixed immediately, right? They like sweeping the floor is not a character flaw, right? It's an annoyance. It should be a discussion, but it, it should never be an argument. Um, and with that comes like realize that the next thing I want to talk about is you have to realize your partner isn't perfect and neither are you. And so, like I said, you have to be able to realize that and let go of the small things. You have to decide like, is this something worth arguing about? Like, is this something that really deserves the time and energy to sit here and be angry with one another? And as I get older, time becomes more valuable to me, not only because I'm in grad school, my time is more structured, but like just time in general, not even being in school. Like I don't want to spend my time angry or sad or upset or fighting when it can be full of such joyful moments like date nights and movies and jokes and friends, family. It shouldn't be spent arguing. So when I do feel upset and I am mad, I try not to let it linger, right? I try not to let that anger build onto other things. And sometimes it can be easy to get into one argument and then a cascade of other things that were bothering you start to bother you. And so, you know, it's just really important to speak on what you're feeling and your emotions when they happen and recognize things that upset you so you can talk about it immediately rather than letting things fester because um you're not perfect and neither is your partner and you can't expect someone to be right like everyone's gonna mess up I feel like a relationship is a constant learning process right your partner's not going to be the same partner they were six months ago or five years from now, like we're continuously growing and learning new things. And it's important that you grow with that person and you respect and recognize their new phases of life. And, um, you talk about it, right. And it doesn't have to be an argument. It can just be conversational. I think that's really, really important. And, um, growing up, I come from a single family home. Um, my parents weren't married, so I don't really have like this perfect image of what a marriage looks like or like you know a loving relationship I guess but I know what it is that I want and I want to be sure that I'm able to give that to my children one day so when I think when I am having a disagreement with my partner I really I try to look at the bigger picture like is this really worth it you know I'll literally say out loud what it is I'm mad about like is it really worth that we are arguing right now because you didn't turn off the light in the bathroom. And sometimes when you say it out loud, it's like, wow, that's so petty, you know? And so, and, you know, it also, sometimes it can sound petty and it can be the thought behind it, but, you know, that's why we communicate. Um, another thing is making sure you find a teammate and not just a lover. And this to me is probably one of the best aspects on this list, right? Like, like I said before, relationship is a partnership. It'll constantly be changing, right? You should constantly be challenging your partner and growing. And for me, that was really, really important for me. Like, 
I feel like I'm ambitious and I'm motivated in my own right by myself without my partner. But it is extremely inspiring when I see my partner doing something to challenge himself or further his career. It makes me say, you know, oh, I got to go a little bit harder. Like, you know, I want to be there too. So I think, and it's important that you have a partner who is going to cheer you on, like your personal shit, like you can do this, you know, and hold you accountable. Like, hey, maybe you're not reaching that goal because you're not working hard enough, right? You like, you need to work a little harder and that can be sometimes hurtful hearing from your partner, like, dang, but you have to know that that's coming from a place of love, right? I would hope that your partner or the partner you choose wants to see you at your very best. So if they're taking some, if they're telling you something, take it as constructive criticism. That person loves you and they're telling you, Hey, you're my teammate and I want you to work a little harder. You know, what can I do to help you do that? And that was really important to me. I guess I'll be more personalized with that. Um, my partner is a physician, so we are both in the medical field. Um, he's, and I feel like, um, like our relationship was like destined by God, right? Like I am now in a medical professional program that's three years long and, you know, he's completed medical school and I am so grateful that he was able to go through that process before me because I utilize him and his resources so much. And I feel like, um, I just feel like he's a blessing in that aspect and he can also understand right when I'm like you know I'm too tired to do that I don't want to go out tonight or you know hey I have to I know that we're doing this long distance thing and it's nine o'clock and we only get to speak for 10 minutes tonight but I'm tired and I I I want to go to bed because I have class and he understands that right he's not like oh man you know even if he did want to talk on the phone for an hour he's not gonna make me feel bad for it and I feel like I don't know if I would have gotten that from a partner who hadn't experienced this. I'm sure there are people that go through programs who, um, medical programs and their partners, you know, nothing about medicine, but, um, I feel like it's making my process more seamless in terms of my relationship because he's done this before, you know, he knows firsthand what I'm going through. And not only that, like I can utilize him as a resource, you know, sometimes when I'm not getting a concept, you know, we may not be able to go on date night, but we spent time together talking about my class and my work. And even though I was doing schoolwork, it was a moment for us to bond and I was learning. So for me, it just seems rewarding in both aspects. So I'm really blessed to have that. Um, and I think that is a major aspect of why one of the reasons why I find us compatible. It's really great being able to even when I was working bedside come home and like he understands if I had a bad day exactly why I had a bad day and what I saw and what I went through I literally can say two words you know patient coded at six o'clock okay um anything you want for dinner like he knows you know like he knows that that's not the ideal situation and I may need some time to process and I probably won't talk for a little bit right now and I'm not mad at him and it's nothing he's done but I had a really hard day at work and he knows what that looks like so I'm really blessed for that and um I think just understanding your partner understanding what they do and what they go through you don't have to be a medical personnel to relate to your partner having a hard day at work you just have to be you know conscious right and aware um 
And these are just some factors that I definitely have adapted into my relationship and were things that I considered before I committed to my relationship because, you know, a relationship is a partnership just because someone's cute and they like you and you kind of like them. That doesn't mean they're a good candidate to be in a relationship with, right? Like you, as we stated, just to do a little concept check, you need to make sure that, you know, they are, they can communicate effectively. And if they can't the best way they're willing to learn, right. And they're willing to work on that with you. You need to make sure you both are setting realistic expectations from one another about what you want in a relationship. And also, you know, personally, I like to set short-term and long-term goals for myself and my professional career. I think it's really great to set some short-term and long-term goals for your relationship and whatever that looks like, like, you know, Hey, you know, in this amount of time, I'd like us to, you know, be at this place or, you know, if you're married or, you know, Hey, let's save this much money so that we can get our house at this time or, you know, whatever that looks like, I think you should always have something to work towards. Um, it could be really small. It doesn't have to be something as big as house or, um, marriage, but just little milestones that you both can work towards and accomplish together. That's another way to hold each other accountable and to, you know, be responsible individually and together. So those were my little tips about dating. I am no dating expert. These are just some things that I've found useful um, over the years and that I try to implement into my relationship. Um, I understand just like everyone, we are all a work in progress. So it's important to be patient and understanding. Those are like foundational things you need in a relationship because not every day is going to be sunshine and rainbows, but you have to know that even on the worst days, that is the person you want to be with, right? And that's pretty much it for me, guys. Um, actually, we can edit that part out. I want to talk about long, a little bit about long distance relationships. Um, a lot of people have messaged me because they know that my partner and I are now in a long distance relationship, but um, we've only really done that for like five weeks. And luckily we have been able to see each other at a deep, good amount of time because COVID requires me to now be a student at home. So that's freed up some of my time. Um, but um, it's been okay. Um, it was hard the first time my partner left. I did. It was kind of like, whoa, this is real. Like it was emotional for me, but I'm just an emotional person. Like I cry all the time. It's. <laughs> <laughs> you could ask him like we're watching a movie I'm crying I hit my toe I'm crying I'm a little overwhelmed I'm crying it's just how I express myself I mean he's not even moved by it anymore <laughs> honestly he'll be like what's wrong like <laughs> stop crying <laughs> um I was crying at the mall the other day and he was like, pick out a pair of shoes and I stopped crying. So <laughs> it's what we do. But, um, long distance, I feel like, you know, I haven't done it for long, but I definitely feel like it's going to make my relationship stronger because right. Like now I feel like you can see your partner every day, but it's different when you can 
maintain that love and that communication when you don't get to see them or touch them every day. And um, the anticipation is, you know, exciting, right? Like, oh, my partner's coming to visit. I have to get all these cute things and do all this cute stuff. And that's exciting, right? But of course, ideally, I wish that we could be in the same city. But for me, I know that this is just temporary, right? It's something that we have to do to get to where we need and want to be. So it's a sacrifice that we're both making. But um, I'm, I'm grateful for it, as odd as that sounds. I feel like it's going to make me a better woman in terms of like my career and education, but also better when we're together again, right? Like um, I feel like I'm growing, um, and it's a little bit of growing pains. I'm learning how to navigate through things myself, um, especially sometimes with content, with school, right? Like if he's sitting right here, sometimes I'll be like, can you just tell me, can you tell me this concept? Can you tell me what I'm not getting? And sometimes when he's not here, I'm like, dang, like, okay, let me, let me try to get it. And I'll, I'll explain it to myself and get it the best way that I can. And then when I speak to him again, I'll say, okay, concept check. This is what I'm learning. Am I learning it right? Am I explaining it right? Does this sound okay? And, um, that's great because grad school's online and it's very self-driven and our professors are pretty much like, Hey, this is the material. Um, learn it, use Khan Academy and YouTube. And if that doesn't work, contact your peers. And if that doesn't work, I guess you can email me. So (laughs) pretty much don't email. (laughs) And, um, that's just, that's just what it is. I'm getting used to it. (laughs) And actually, I don't really consider ever emailing them because I'm like nine times out of 10, I can find it other places. It's, you don't really need to email them, but I hope that was good. I hope that was helpful for some of you. Um, again, these are just personal things that I've used to implement into my relationship in my life. I am no dating expert, but I definitely feel like I'm getting better every day and I'm happy. And, um, my partner's happy. So I hope you guys can implement something from this podcast into your relationship. Um, or even if you're single, you can, um, factor in these tips for the next time you get into relationship and just strengthen yourself because a healthy, strong you makes for a better partner. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. I can't wait to speak to you again. Follow me on Instagram at Khadijah Lyons to keep up with me daily. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. This concludes today's episode. Once again, I'm your host, Khadijah Lyons. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in weekly. You can also follow me on Instagram at Khadijah Lyons to keep up with my day-to-day. Talk to you guys soon.